Welcome to the Restaurant Realty in 10. 10 minutes of uncensored straight talk for restaurant entrepreneurs. Weekly, the Restaurant Realty in 10 dives into restaurant operations, facilities, real estate, and investments. Welcome to the Restaurant Realty in 10. I'm excited to have Alan Nicholson with Synovus Bank back to talk about restaurant loans. Alan wrote several loans for me on buildings that we have in downtown Pensacola, including the latest one, which was The Garden at Palafox in Maine, along with a building we have that has Ruby Slipper from New Orleans. So, Alan, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Well, we're excited to have you as well since lending is so important to our clients. And specifically, today we want to focus on those clients that are leasing space. It's a little bit more challenging to get loans because of the lack of collateral. So if I have a client that's going to lease a space that needs to do some building improvements, some build out, and then wrap in maybe an equipment loan, how would they go about that? Yeah, you're exactly right. Those are probably one of the more challenging loans we've got. The restaurant industry itself is challenging at times. We've got COVID-19 issues out there and everything else for the modern day examples. But but yes, from a leasing standpoint, we do kind of lack collateral in those situations. We've got equipment, et cetera, which is some hard collateral, but oftentimes the so-called build-out is not really able to be collateralized. We can't take the property. We don't have brick and mortar. Because of that, it makes it harder. And so there's really, I would say there's a couple of options. And oftentimes you hear a lot in lending, it depends. We say that a lot as a lender, unfortunately, but it does. It depends. And the reason I say that is sometimes you have a borrower or a guarantor who has the wherewithal to maybe have some significant strength behind them where they maybe personally can qualify for some so-called unsecured lending and if they guarantee the debt. So therefore, you might be able to get some conventional financing that way. That's probably a rare example. So oftentimes in this situation, we're looking at an SBA loan, which is a government-backed loan, and typically looking at a 7A loan, not a 504, but a 7A loan is able to finance what we're going to call the blue sky, the goodwill, airball. There's a lot of different words you use for it, but that's probably the route you're going to go down in that example. So let's say I sign a lease. Does the lease term matter, whether it's five years, seven years, 10 years, 20 years? Good question. Yes, it does. So on an SBA 7A loan, we're able to go 10 years on financing for that. So you can have a 10-year commitment. However, to your point, the term of the lease needs to match the term of the loan. So that term of that lease would need to be 10 years. Okay. So, and that's also going to help out your amortization By the way, I always tell people, if you're not willing to commit to 10 years, you're not really committing to your business. You're not showing the confidence. You know, I have restaurants that come to me and say, well, do you think they do a two-year lease? And I said, well, if you don't believe in your business model enough, you know, you shouldn't be getting into the game. Right. You know, because many restaurants don't hit a stride until year three or four. And then once they are building up and get through their systems and processes and really land on who their customer is, it takes them a while to get that word out. And so if you're only committed to a shorter period of time, many times that's when your legs get cut out from underneath you. So now you sign a 10-year lease. To kind of qualify that statement a little bit, you could do a five-year lease with a five-year option. All right, perfect. And so now I sign a five-year lease with a five-year term. I've got a 10-year amortization on my 7A loan. I buy an equipment package for $250,000 and I want to do another $150,000 in renovation for the space. So let's say I've got those two numbers, 150 and 250,000, total of 400. How does that break down in the 7A? Do they just give you a loan of 400,000 or what type of down payment do they need? Let's talk about those type of terms. To get a little more detail on the structure of something like that, you'd be looking at a 10% equity injection. So if on a 
using those numbers, four hundred thousand dollars, you'd have to come up with forty thousand. But but no difference on the build out versus equipment. No, that would be all blended together in ten year term. Okay. And so and, and also to add full disclosure on a seven A. So on something like that, where I'm saying goodwill, airball, blue sky, the SBA on something like that is going to look for additional assets to be able to grab, if possible. Personal assets? Correct. Okay. So in particular, you see um, someone's home or something like that, or even... More typically, you'll see someone has a loan, a mortgage on their on their house, but maybe they have equity. So the SBA is going to come behind on a 7A and say, all right, we're going to take a second on your home. So if there's $100,000. Hold on. A second position or second mortgage? Both. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you're taking a second, meaning they're pulling your equity out today or just attaching to it. Attaching to it. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. And so um, just to to grab, so if they have a $300,000 mortgage and it's worth four hundred. dollars they're going to say, they're going to view that as, they're going to margin that a little bit. If there's $100,000 equity, they're going to say, okay, we're going to take 85% of that. And they'll, you'll get 80 to 85%, so 80 $85,000 in so-called collateral attached to that loan. And what's the process like for getting that type of loan with the SBA? Walk us through how long it takes, how many weeks it takes, how you work with your local folks. It takes patience. Patience and determination are two words that you'll hear a lot of because it does take a lot of information. A lot of it is based on the timeliness of it, meaning recent interims dated within, say, 90 days. So as the process drags out, oftentimes the information you provided previously is now outdated. And so you're going to get frustrated potentially because a bank will ask for information that they asked for before, but because so much time has passed, they need it updated. And so information will include what is that build out? What, what does that consist of? What is the cost of the build out? What is the equipment? We need invoices of the equipment. Obviously, we need financial information, historical financial information, personal tax returns, your personal financial statements, things along those lines. And you'll have someone, when you're dealing with the bank, you've got SBA closers working with that bank, and they're going to walk you through that process. Typically, you'll have probably an attorney involved that will help with that process. So it's not something you have to know yourself. There are people there to help assist with that, but it can be a little cumbersome at times, but it's just one of those things that when you're dealing with the SBA, which is government, we all know how government works. And unfortunately, that can take some time and drag things out. Okay. So to answer your question, I think on the time frame, I would say on a best case scenario, you're probably looking at 45 days is best case. And that's probably aggressive, honestly. So you're most likely 60 to 90 is what you're looking at. Gotcha. Thank you. So if I go into the SBA, I get the loan. I start my construction. Let's assume the construction is $150,000 and the equipment was two fifty. dollars How do I get my money? Is it on a draw schedule or do they just give me a lump sum in escrow and then I pay for it? How do you get the money? And if it is a draw, is it through inspections? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is going to be a draw process with the SBA. They're going to want to see everything going on. They want to make sure their money is being used for what it's saying is being used for. And so there will be, so the loan will be an interest only period. So it'll work with the, the borrower. So sometimes depending on the extent of the project, it might be three months. It could be six months or more, but whatever period that might be, you'll be paying interest only on that loan and you'll be paying interest only on what you have drawn at that time. So if you've got a $500,000 loan first month, you might only have a hundred thousand dollars on it. Your first month interest payments will be based on the hundred thousand dollars, not the full $500,000. As this project progresses, Yes, you will provide invoices. You provide documentation showing that the work is being done or completed. They will provide the money. They will also send an inspector out 
to make sure that money is being used where you're saying it's being used. We've seen situations before where that's not the case, and that's not a good situation for anyone. So we want to make sure that doesn't happen. And so they'll send an inspector up. Typically, that's going to be once a month. They'll have a copy of plans and specs that you're working with as you do this build out. They'll make sure that it's going as planned, and then they'll release the funds once the inspector comes back and says, yeah, the money is going where it says it's going. What about equipment? Do they do the same thing with the equipment? If I order the equipment, do we wait till it comes in? Some how does that work? You'll provide the invoices and then well, you can go ahead and pay for that. So, yeah, it does not have to come in first. The, the bank will look at that, take the invoices and submit that payment. All right. Well, that's Alan Nicholson with Synovus Bank talking about the SBA 7A loan for leased real estate, specifically construction loans and equipment loans in this episode. Thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Restaurant Realty in 10. If you're interested in restaurants, whether operations, facilities, buying, leasing, or investment, the Restaurant Realty in 10 is for you. Please subscribe to this podcast, and you can also visit therestaurantrealty.com for show notes, topics, and additional information.